This is the Addiction Recovery Podcast with Stephen T. Ginsberg, founder of Restore Detox Centers in sunny California. Enjoy your experience. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of Addiction Recovery. My name is Steve Coffrin. I'm here with Stephen Ginsberg. Stephen, welcome back. I'm so glad that we're together again. Brother, I always love our time where we can focus on the solution and give people a better way a day at a time. Yeah, absolutely. And today I want to talk about resentment. The other day you and I were having a conversation and you mentioned this idea of the dangers of resentment and sobriety. What what did you mean by that when you said that to me? Yes, I'm I'm actually really happy we had that talking point and then it led to to here we are now. You know, the folklore or the consistent message you will hear in treatment, in recovery, in the recovery world, is that resentment is considered the number one offender. And I, and I believe that there's so much that comes behind suppression, suppression of anger, suppression of issues, suppression of elements where they people feel like someone has done them wrong, that when people carry that around, they, they are carrying that animosity around and then they go ahead and they take it out on themselves. And that's where I truly believe they need to work on whichever method works best to be relieved of that and to let it go and to get into surrender mode so that resentment doesn't sit there and eat them alive while they're angry with someone else. Yeah. I mean, so that's interesting. Let's talk about that more. What are we referring to specifically when it comes to resentment? Are you saying an addict is sitting in group or they're having a discussion with you or some other professional. And they're saying, when I was eight years old, you know, my mom did this and now I resent mm. her. And, and therefore it's led me down this path. Is that what we're talking about? That That's a great example of it. It's a perfect textbook example of it. And they're carrying around stuff about mom and they're mad at mom. And then they act out and they end up harming themselves because they're so angry at mom. And the only person they're hurting is who? Themselves. Yeah. Right. And that's where I really want to see people break free from that cycle. And that's where so much of the focus in recovery is in the value of acceptance of not being weighed down by resentment and then finding a way to the solution where you're not holding other people answering for their transgressions for your key to your happiness and your serenity. Yeah. And, and I think it's easy to fall into that trap. I mean, look, we all do it to some extent. I mean, but yep. how do we overcome that? Because, you know, it's interesting when I was younger, you know, my mom got divorced and, you know, my dad left when mm. I was, I think three years old, my mom had five kids with them. My older sister, you know, she, I mean, she was older, of course, she was more familiar with the situation. I was three years old. So I, I didn't really know the difference to be honest until I got a little bit older and I was like, oh, okay, well, that's kind of jacked up. You know, my dad left yes. my mom with five kids because he had a drug and alcohol problem. And eventually, you know, it wasn't really like resentment, Stephen. It's not like I like hated my dad and therefore I was going to act out and do all this stuff. It was just more, I was wondering like, why the heck would he do that? And mm -hmm. am I not worth anything to him? Like, why would he leave me and my siblings if we had value? I just couldn't understand it. But it's funny sure. because some people in my family or some people in the ex in my extended family and even close friends, I've seen them go through the same exact experience as somebody else, 
but mm-hmm. the response is entirely different. Like one person is like completely angry with the situation, whether it's divorce or death or whatever it may be, a bad situation. Whereas somebody else deals with it entirely different. What, what's that all about? Is that just like ingrained in our DNA or is that something we have control of and we could fix? What are your thoughts on that? I think so much of it is what occurs in our formative years. And I think that, I think the key to all of this really becomes grace. Like, are we able to allow ourselves? And this is easy to talk about and it's easy to say, okay, you know, give grace, like let go, forgive, understand rather than be understood. That rolls right off the tongue, but go ahead and try to live that, especially when you've had trauma or when you've been the person who has fallen victim to individuals where there has been dysfunction or misgivings. Yes, it's easy lip service, but to live it, you're really doing yourself a greater benefit than the person you're forgiving. So it's through that grace, it's through forgiveness, you're relieving yourself of carrying that weight around. And, you know, even in my own family, there are things that I've chosen to let go of and move on from so that I could love my family well and so that I could come alongside and have a great relationship with my family. And then I have other members of my family who have decided to hold on to things. And the only person it's affecting is them. But there's really nothing I can do to tell them. I've got to do my best to just live that out. And then hopefully eventually they come to that realization. But I would really urge people through grace and through taking care of your part in things, you're able to let that animosity go. And the relief comes when you let the animosity go. Yeah. No, and, and I, I think that's so true. Easier said than done. Okay. It's, mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I totally agree with that. I think the yep. big thing, at least for me, and maybe some people can relate when it comes to forgiving, I'm all about forgiving. Okay. I have no question whatsoever that it's more for me versus the other person. Here's the problem that I've ran into, and I've had to overcome this mindset. And I want to hear your thoughts on it too, Stephen. It's like, okay, somebody does something bad to me, to mm-hmm. somebody I love or whatever it may be. And I often fall into the trap where it's like, okay, well, if I just forgive this person, then it makes it okay. Then they're justified. Mm. And I I know it's not about like, okay, I'm going to be angry with them and hold this resentment and somehow it's going to affect their life because they just move on with their life. They don't even know that you're mad at them. They're just living life. And here you are suffering. You're having all this trauma, but you know, individually I'm thinking, okay, if I go to this person and say, Hey, look, I forgive you then it's almost like saying, hey, it's okay to punch me in the face. Mm-hmm. It's okay to steal from me, to stab me in the back, whatever it may be, whatever the, the trespass is. It's almost like you're giving them permission. But then I realized, okay, that's a terrible mindset to have, sure. even though it's easy to fall into. And so I, so I, I think you- that's very, it's great. It's a great talking point. And then it crosses over into other great talking points, but all of this stuff, quote unquote, does. You know, then it becomes about if there's going to be an exchange, if there's going to be communication, which of course is monumentally healthy, and then we're able to explain to the individual where we're concerned, we're, we're letting go of this issue, we can still have really healthy, succinct, well spoken boundaries, Steve. Mm -hmm. And let them know, hey, this wasn't acceptable to me, but I understand what occurred and I 
I forgive you for your, for your part in it. And I'm going to move on with my life, but then we don't have to allow them to reperpetrate that same thing in our lives again. Yeah. Dovetailing that, you know, first of all, you're doing yourself a great service. You are proverbially putting down your sword. There's value in that, but you are not presenting yourself arms wide open to the offender and saying, now strike me again. That is not what's occurring. And I don't believe in that. There's enough to carry around. There's enough work to be done. There's enough road to haul. We are not here to carry around that weight and have that burning inside of us. You made the most important point, Steve. I assure you, whoever that individual is, they are not walking around in their day-to-day life thinking about us. Yep. They're not. They could care. I mean, they're just not. God bless their hearts. But we are. I have one person. This is a pretty amazing reality. I have one person, Steve, that I have purposefully and consciously continue to carry resentment around with. And it's my pleasure. Now that's terrible, but it's also truth. And I love the truth. It's the most fun. It's the easiest thing to remember. Will I get to it? You bet I will. If it weighted me down, if it caused unmanageability in my life, here's some familiar terms, right? If it was holding me back, if it was affecting my day-to-day life with my wife, with my children, with you and I, with the world that we encounter and our ability to love and heal, I would run to the event horizon and relieve myself of that burden. It's not doing any of those things. So I am enjoying my resentment and it's been years. Uh, The day will come though. The day of reckoning will come with this individual, but I like even owning that with people as a talking point. I don't want my halo to blind anyone. I fall short here too, but it's such a better way to live, to not carry that anger around and to be freed of that and liberated of that so that we can heal and process. And so that we don't repeat the transgressions of what the perpetrator repeated towards us. We don't want that as part of our day to day. Well, and I love your truth and your vulnerability to that, Stephen. Thanks for sharing that. And I, I think that's true in each of our lives. And what I want the listeners to hear, and I'm sure you'll second this, like it's okay to have some level of resentment as just a natural response. We're human. Something bad happens to you. Somebody stabs you in the back. We're not saying, okay, well, tomorrow you need to just say, hey, I forgive you. Like there's a process here. So you may be resentful. You may be angry. You may be frustrated. You may be whatever the the emotion is like, okay, feel it. Like Mm -hmm. don't bury it. Like burying it's going to be worse, but feel it, experience it, go through it, but then let it go. When the time's appropriate, amen. Right, amen. It's such a yes, a a billion percent. And again, like it's such a great way to live. There's so much validity to it. And Steve, I think people get sick behind resentment, like cancer, like heart Mm. disease. I think people suffer through wild bouts of depression behind resentment. I think there is anxiety ad infinitum behind resentment. It is just such a gross part of the human condition, but there is a really easy solution, but it's got to be done just with consistency and with a real emphasis on the footwork towards letting things go. And I I think that's a great point, Stephen. And let me just piggyback on your point about being sick, you know, and and I'm going to be a little crude and explicit here, but I don't know about you, but when I used to drink, I would sometimes drink so much that the next day I'd feel terrible. I'd have the worst hangover Mm -hmm. in the world. And since 
I was drinking on an empty stomach the night before and I had no food in my system, I would throw up liquid and I'd throw up and mm. throw up. But then I'd get to the point where there's nothing left in my system and I'd started throwing up bile. And I didn't even know what yep. bile was until it actually like came up out of my mouth. And I don't mm. know if you've experienced that before, Stephen, with bile. Uh, I absolutely have, unfortunately, yes. Yeah. And it, it's like acidic. It like burns your throat. It's like this nasty taste. And it's like, a, I mean, for me, it's like this orangish color. I mean, it's gross. The reason why I bring this up is because, you know, when you talk about being sick and we think about poisoning ourselves, I truly believe like anger and jealousy and hatred and mm -hmm. all these bad feelings, like these negative feelings that come from the adversary, like that produces this like vile or this like 100%. nasty stuff, this poison within our bodies. And we just carry that around. And it's mm -hmm. like, no wonder why you feel so terrible and no wonder why people get sick. And, and I'm not saying people who get sick or you get cancer, you know, there's this direct correlation, but to your point, Steven, if this is constantly in your mind, hatred, anger, resentment, mm -hmm. then of course it's going to have some physiological effect on you. Just like the vial, you know, that I'm, I'm talking about. What are your it's thoughts? A great about? analogy. It's just a, it's just a remarkably perfect analogy, brother. And it, it's awful carrying resentment around. It produces nothing but an element that is just purely uncomfortable and makes us physically and spiritually unwell. So your analogy is just perfect. So let me ask you this. With resentment, you've coached people through this. You've done groups on this. I mean, <laughs> you have a lot of expertise in this area. What tips would you give to somebody who is dealing with resentment and they want to let it go. They all want to carry it yes. around with them. They're just having a really hard time letting it go. What would you yep. say to them? Many, many things jump, jump to the front of my mind. First and foremost, whatever an individual's version of prayer is, and everybody has different versions of that, go ahead and with the, the person or the situation you resent, assign yourself a day at a time, a 30-day prayer cycle on it. Even if your version of prayer is nothing but meditation and reflection, meditate and reflect on the situation and its resolution for 30 days in a row. Above and beyond that, maybe write a letter, one that you're never going to send, releasing the individual or, or letting go of the circumstances that are sitting there holding you down and holding you back. And then one of the last facets, which, which is imperative, important is whether it's, you know, I, I prefer if things can be face-to-face, -face, if it's a safe enough circumstance, face-to-face, -face, sometimes that's just not possible with the people we hold in resentment. Uh, sometimes it's a phone call. Sometimes it's got to be a text or an email or an actual letter. Sometimes it's none of the above. There's going to be no communication. But we have these other form of communication through a prayer cycle through a letter that's written but never sent or received so that we can start to process through and out of the proverbial woods. I think that's the imperative part. And then the last, the last element I want to say again, because I think it's important to reiterate these things more than once, give yourself a chance to let go. You're, you can always take it back. You know what's great about resentment? Your misery is fully refundable. You want to let it go and be free and and relieve yourself of that burden let it go and if you can't live without it you go grab it right back mm. and take it back and hold on to it for dear life and have it be all keep you all warm and toasty at night 
and just really sit there in it. But if you let it go once, you're bound to again. I'm not laughing because I'm because it's funny. I'm laughing because the irony of life and these things and the beauty and the freedom behind these things, they are there is a beautiful comic irony to them. But there is so much relief. And again, if nothing else, take solace in knowing that the other party, the other side, we are not even on their mind. They just don't care. God bless their hearts. But we've got that right to move on and to let go. I totally agree. Well said. This has been such a great conversation. I love these conversations with you, Stephen. And thank you so much for sharing these insights. And before I turn the table back over to you to wrap things up, let me just tell the listeners, if you have any questions, if you want to connect with us, if you have any feedback about the show, we'd love for you to reach out via hello at restoredetoxcenters.com. Shoot us an email and we'll be sure to respond. Also, we have a ton of resources prepared for you on our website, restoredetoxcenters.com. So be sure to check that out. And lastly, if you are enjoying the show, it would mean the world to us. Number one, if you would leave us a review, so just click on that button, give us a review, and then also share it with your friends. You know, what better compliment could we receive than helping us to get the word out there? Steve, just to echo your sentiments, I really love when we can actually step back from everything else in our day-to-day and focus on these topics. Um, I get a lot out of it just for myself and do an inventory and, and taking a look at what's going on in my day-to-day life, which is nowhere near perfect and never is going to be, but I am busy making sure my actions and words match. And I just want to say to everyone out there, uh, we are here with you and for you in all things. Everyone be safe. Everyone continue to seek serenity. And we look forward to speaking to you on another day.